What's up, everyone from all around the world, including Canada, USA, Long Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm here to guide and help you about Anchor. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app, which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, add music, intros, music outros, especially distribute your podcast to streaming platforms, uploading episodes with limited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get paid some money in your pocket from sponsorships. Excellent. These are the keys you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. That way, you can listen to the episodes of my show, Off the Meat Rack Chain's New York Podcast, the unfiltered comedy entertainment show about the stories mixed with entertainment news, music, real life segments, and much more. Now. Where can you find, follow, and listen to the show, you ask? You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, all in one word, off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast. Alongside with my other show, Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast, and my primary handle, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Now, the streaming platforms goes like this. We are on Anchor. Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, TuneIn, Reason FM. We are on Podfriend, Podorama, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. If you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or you can check out anchor.fm to get started. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening. Let's go.
Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, USA, Canada, worldwide, Long Island, aka Strong Island, plus the five spots of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Standing Island, and Queens. I'm your man, G Money Stacks, aka the Greginator, aka the Greginator, YouTuber, host with the most, creator, Mr. Lonely Nomad, Unstoppable Independent Podcaster, and Rookie Podcaster of Queens, New York. And you're rocking with Off the Meat Rack Chains, New York podcast, episode 171. Live and direct from StreamYard, YouTube, and alongside with the Instagram live feed right here of the podcast show page on the gram. Make sure you follow the show on Instagram and turn on the notifications for updates and details of when each episode is going to drop. And um, a reminder is um, the audio episodes will be dropping on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, all right? That's Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. You're going to get the episodes three days a week, all right? Um, and And speaking of episodes, you can go ahead and... And subscribe to the YouTube channel G Money Stacks 555, where you where you see all the New York episodes already uploaded and and posted to the YouTube channel page, and of course alongside with tapping that noti noti bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in the air via live stream. Leave a like, leave a like and a comment. Um, of course. More video content, upcoming episodes, previous episodes, and of course, tell a friend to another friend, and I will handle the rest of the show. The, and I'll handle the rest at the end of the show. Now, um, you know, I'm gonna cut to the chase with um, I'm gonna cut to the chase right now with um, with New York Mass Transit Files. So here we go, right here. And our first story in transit news right here is pertaining to a a bus redesign in the Bronx. Now I know some people may have some mixed feelings about this, but let's break the let's break this down and 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 I'll let you know what's happening here. And this is according to bxtimes.com website that I'm using. All right, so if you ask Ricky D. Williams where the Bronx starts, the longtime resident will tell you it starts in Mont Haven on Morris Avenue, where you can see slivers of the Manhattan skyline. So it's criminal in the eyes of Williams and other Mont Haven residents that the June 26th launch of the Bronx bus redesign, which reconfigured the Bronx's 46 bus routes, removed the East 130, excuse me, 143rd Street and Morris Avenue stop from the BX32 bus route. These folks are going to have it very hard because it's hard to get these feet up and moving in the winter time. And a lot of these people, they got walkers, wheelchairs, and other ailments that prevent them from making long walks to the bus, said Williams. A lot of people are handicapped. 
got doctor appointments and don't have a reliable and easy bus stop available. According to the MTA officials, the nearest northbound stop is 500 feet away, but residents of the Patterson houses where the aforementioned stop bisects the housing complex say it's it is too far and too dangerous for the elderly to walk over to some patrons like ada martinez who required the use of a wheelchair didn't even know their stop had been taken away as she watched the bx32 roll right past her i'm sad because this community doesn't have our bus right now they got people like me with a wheelchair and other people with walkers who rely on this bus stop on this stop to make appointments to get downtown without hassle said martinez it's sad because i don't remember being asked if i wanted this stop removed or changed because the answer from all of us is no in its final Bronx bus redesign portfolio, the transit agency acknowledged a high-density area of disabled residents in Mott Haven, as well as the central Bronx along the 4 and BD subway lines and in Claremont Village. Upon its launch, MCA chairperson and CEO General Lever said the proposal would help the roughly 420000 um, daily riders who relied on the bus system pre pandemic to better get around. The rollout hasn't been seamless. However, with Parkchester residents clamoring for the return of a slew of Me Metropolitan Avenue stops that were removed from the BX4A bus line and but have since been restored. The issue for many is that the concerns of my haven residents during the transit agency's public comment process for the redesign had not been thoroughly taken into consideration when removing stops on the first official day of the overhauled routes the transit agency deployed agents at bus stops handling handing out pamphlets detailing the changes however many like terrence parker of West Farm native felt blindsided by changes to his BX36 work commute, which skips over several stops on Tremont Avenue, where he's accustomed to catching this morning bus. I just don't get it, said Parker. Who, who works as security guard in Brooklyn? Commutes are a routine. Why would you mess with everyone's routine? without even the courtesy of asking us if we wanted to keep those stops. And even when the MTA held public forums in the My Haven area regarding the changes, the changing bus routes, local organizers told the Bronx Times that meetings were either on such short notice or unable to be attended by residents whom the routes changes would affect the most. A lot of Sometimes our seniors are not going to go far to go to a meeting. People with disabilities are not going to go far to go to a meeting, um, Clarissa um, Alayeto, a 
judicial delegate in the borough's 84th assembly district and so you bring the meeting here to where they are and and then we host a meeting and and we could talk about it but that didn't happen in response to these statements the NCAA told the bronx times that feedback for the redesign has been overwhelming overwhelmingly positive patron this content with the bus redesign is the last thing the agency wants to deal with amid the declining ridership and a dire financial outlook federal slandemic relief money for the mta will not be able to cover the agency's multi-billion dollar deficit after 2024 um transit officials said during a monthly mta board meeting on monday ridership on new york city subways buses and commuter rail lines is projected to reach 74 percent of its 2019 levels by late 2024 which is down from a prior forecast of 86 percent according to a fresh analysis by mckenzie and co released monday system-wide ridership is expected to reach 80 percent by the end of 2026 according to the report Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, like I said, there's 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 mixed feelings of what these people are going through, especially the handicapped people, which makes it harder and difficult, and I really feel the pain. And that's just that's just crazy though, man. And to be blindsided by the idea that every bus stop in the Bronx, in the My Haven section, it got taken off, it's just it's just bad, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? And senior citizens are not going to be able to, not going to be able to go too far anyway because that's just that's just that's just rough, man, and that's pretty wrong right there in so many levels. And I, it's just, I just find it really crazy and fascinating how how this is this could really go on in so many so many so many ways and stuff so anyway man um i'm gonna actually go to let's go to uh all right all right we need to talk about um now i know everybody's been talking about the whole inflation shit so we're gonna go into the whole inflation shit and a segment that I like to call chatting all the jazz right here, man. So here we go. And yeah. Um, so I'm now for now. I want to break down what um inflation is. For for those who may not know and understand the the idea behind it. So so according to, so according to this this is basically a general increase in prices and fall in the purchasing value of money of course policies aimed at controlling inflation i'm not too sure with that so here's a better definition here in economics inflation is a general increase in the prices of goods and services in an and an economy when the general price level rises each unit of currency buys fewer goods and services. Consequently, inflation corresponds to the reduction in the purchasing 
power of money. And there's more to this story, folks. And this is why I named the episode Inflation Sucks. And here's why inflation sucks. So there's a couple of things, actually. So, And this is according to Investopedia.com. Um, all right. So inflation is a measure of the rate of rising prices of goods and services in, in an economy. If inflation is occurring, leading to higher prices for basic necessities such as food, it can have a negative impact on society. Okay, key takeaways. Inflation, yes, is an, is a measure of the rate of rising prices of goods and services. Inflation can occur when prices rise due to increases in production costs such as raw materials and wages. A surge in demand in a surge in demand for products and services can cause inflation as consumers are willing to pay more for the for the product some companies reap the rewards of inflation if they can charge more for their products as as a much no excuse me as a result of the high demand for their goods inflation can occur in nearly any product or service including need-based expenses such as housing, food, medical care, and utilities, as well as want expenses such as cosmetics, automobiles, and jewelry. Um, once inflation becomes prevalent throughout an economy, the expectation of further inflation becomes an overriding concern in the consciousness of consumers and business businesses alike. Inflation, hold on, hold on, hold on. Central, central of central banks of developed economies, including the Federal Reserve and the U.S., monitor inflation. The Fed has an inflation target of approximately two percent and adjust monetary policy to combat inflation if prices rise too much or too quickly. Inflation can be a concern because it makes money saved today less valuable tomorrow. Inflation enrolls a consumer's purchasing power and can even um, interfere with the ability to retire. For example, if an investor earned 5% from investments in stocks and bonds, but the inflation rate was 3%, the investor only earned 2% in real terms. In this article, we'll examine the fundamental factors behind inflation, different types of inflation, and who benefits from it. What drives inflation, you ask? There are various factors that can drive prices or inflation in an economy. Now, hold on a minute. Let me take a look and see. And this is Awesome Cookie, a.k.a. Robin. What's up with you? I see you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Typically, inflation results from an increase in production costs or an increase in demand for products and services. And um, costs push inflation occurs when prices increase due to increases in production costs such as raw materials and wages the demand for goods is unchanged while 
the supply of goods declines due to the higher cost of production. As a result, the added costs of production are passed on to cust- excuse me, consumers in the form of higher prices for the finished goods. One of the signs of possible cost push inflation can be seen in rising commodities, commodity prices such as oil and metals since they are major production inputs. For example, if the price of copper rises, companies that use copper to make their products might increase the prices of their goods. If the demand for the product is independent, of the demand for copper the business will pass on the higher cost of raw materials to consumers the result is higher prices for consumers without any change in demand for the products consumed wages also affect the cost of production and are typically the single um biggest expense for businesses when the economy is is performing well and the unemployment rate is low shortages in labor or workers can occur companies in turn increase on wages to attract qualified candidates causing production costs to rise for the company if the company raises prices due to the rise in employee wages cost plus inflation occurs natural disasters can also drive prices higher for example, if a hurricane destroys a crop such as corn, prices can rise across the, the economy since corn is used in many products. Now on to the demand pull inflation. Um, demand pull inflation can be caused by strong consumer demand for a product or service. When there's a surge in demand for a wide breadth of goods across an economy their prices tend to increase while this is not often a concern for short-term imbalances um of supply and demand sustained demand can reverberate in the economy and raise costs for other goods the result is demand pull inflation consumer confidence tends to be high when unemployment is low and wages are rising, leading to more spending. Economic expansion has a direct impact on the level of consumer spending in an economy, which can lead to a high demand for products and services. As the demand for a particular good or service increases, the available supply decreases. When fewer items are available, consumers are willing to pay more to obtain the item as outlined in the economic principle of supply and demand. The the result is higher prices due to demand pull inflation. Um, Companies also play a role in inflation, especially if they manufacture um, popular products. A company can raise prices simply because consumers are willing to pay the increased amount corporations also raise prices freely when the item for sale is something consumers need for everyday existence such as such as um oil and gas 
Um, however, it's the demand from consumers that provide the corporations with the leverage to raise prices. Um, the housing market, um, for example, has seen its ups and downs over the over the years. If homes are in demand because the economy is experiencing an expansion, home prices will rise. The, the demand also impacts ancillary ancillary products and services that support the housing industry. Construction products such as lumber and steel, as well as the, the nails and rivets used in homes might all see increases and demand resulting from higher demand for homes. Expansionary fiscal policy by governments can increase the amount of discretionary income for both businesses and consumers. If a government cuts taxes, businesses may spend it on capital improvements, employee compensation, or new hiring. Consumers may um, purchase more goods as well. The government could also stimulate the economy by increasing spending on infrastructure projects. The result could be an increase in demand for goods and services leading to price increases. Expansionary monetary policy by central banks can lower interest rates central banks like the federal reserve can lower the cost for banks to lend which allows banks to lend more money to businesses and consumers um the increase in money value excuse me money available throughout the economy leads to more spending and demand for goods and services now measures of inflation there are a few metrics that are used to measure the inflation rate. One of the most popular is the Consumer Price Index, which measures prices for a basket of goods and services in the economy, including food, cars, education, and recreation. Sheesh. So um, important. In April 2022 of this year, the consumer price index increased um 0.3% on a seasonally adjusted basis when compared to the year prior the full index increased 10.8% making it the largest year over year increase since no November 1980 wow another measure of inflation is the producer price index which reports the price changes that affect domestic producers um the ppi um double pi measures prices for fuel farm products like meats and grains chemical products and metals if the price increases that cause the double pi to spike get passed on to consumers it will be reflected in the consumer price index now who benefits from inflation you ask while consumers experience little benefit from inflation investors can enjoy a boost if they hold assets in markets affected by inflation for example 
those who are invested in energy companies might see a rise in their stock prices if energy prices are rising some companies reap the rewards of inflation of if they can charge more for their products as a result of a surge in demand for their goods if the economy is is performing well and housing demand is high home building companies can charge higher prices for selling homes in other words inflation can provide businesses with pricing power and increase their profits um margins if pro if, if profit margins are rising it means the prices that companies charge for their products are increasing at a faster rate than increases in production cost also business owners can deliberately withhold supplies from the market allowing prices to rise to a favorable level however companies can also be hurt by inflation if it's the result of a surge in production costs <sighs> yeah companies are at risk if they are unable to pass on the higher cost to consumers through higher prices if foreign competition for example is unaffected by the production cost increases their prices wouldn't need to rise as a result u.s companies might have to eat the higher production costs otherwise risk losing otherwise um risk losing customers to foreign-based companies and finally financial advice that puts you first personal financial advice um shouldn't cost a fortune with vanguard personal advisor services you can get advice that's tailored to your unique goals and based on vanguard's time-tested investment strategies they'll partner with you to create a financial plan and help you stick with it over the long term of course you can learn more about the benefits of customized advice and see what vanguard personal advisor service can do for you all right now this this segue has to do with mark curry aka mr cooper and i'm actually going to actually um i have to really bring this up though man because because this is crazy man um this has to do hold on a minute i know i had that story somewhere man I knew I had this story. Give me one measly second here, folks. Um, give me one second. Yeah, Mark Curry. Where did I? Where did I? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mark Curry talks in, in talks inflation, including gas prices. I have to look for that right there. Okay, here we go. Mark Curry talks inflation hold on a minute yeah he talks inflation including gas prices okay he talks inflation and 
gas prices 2022 here we go all right yeah he did talk about this shit since since um two months ago i'm actually going to actually um and and listen um now before i get into the whole mark curry thing look One of my one of my um uh, one of my friends who's a jeweler who actually told me the story who actually told me a story in regards to the whole inflation the whole inflation shit and believe it or not we are already we're already in a sequel of a recession already which is which is fucking worse than the previous one and it's worse than the Great Depression unfortunately. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just, it's crazy, man. I'm not, I'm not even going to hold you. Um, and I'm going to give my verdict on, on the statement that Mark Curry is talking about in a second. So here it is. Um, so according to TMZ, Mark Curry is fed up with folks complaining about high gas prices, insisting that drivers should just fill up their tanks and get, get over it we caught up with the hanging with mr cooper after at lax on monday and he gave us a piece of his mind about soaring gas prices and how they should be handled mark tells us americans shouldn't look at the prices the price of gas because it makes no difference he says we've been dealing with high gas prices for years so there's no point in worrying about it now uh as far as the folks as far as the folks who simply can't afford it, MC insists he f- feels their pain, but we have to pay anyway. Clearly, he doesn't have much sympathy. Instead, he says folks should go to less places, drive slower, ride a bike, or jokingly <laughs> even steal a car if it's that bad. <laughs> I'm not I wouldn't recommend that shit, though. Um, Of course, his hot take comes a little over a year after he shared his candid thoughts on high gas prices when he was interviewed for a local news station. It was actually pretty funny at first. The reporter didn't seem to recognize him. Oh, wow. Well, now it doesn't seem much has changed despite the fact that gas prices got even higher the self-proclaimed gas price expert says the bottom line is we're americans and we will survive because we've done it before um okay yes and no now the no part i'm gonna start with no part first yeah there's gonna be there's gonna be a few people that's actually going to be scrambling to actually you know, try to afford certain things, especially, you know, with gas prices and everything going up, which is what the inflation shit is about. And, you know, it, it, it and it's a, it's a fucking struggle for people, especially with their hard earned money that they worked hard for, you know what I'm saying? And, and yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a pain. This is a pain. And I get that. 
the yes part is, you know, the first recession we actually survived, man. We actually survived, and we were able to actually get through anything. And you know, that's what makes that's what makes you know that's what makes you know people resilient. You know what I'm saying? Just like New York, New York could survive anything. We survived Hurricane Sandy, for example. <laughs> yeah, not to mention, not to mention, we su- we survived Hurricane Ida. Uh, well, certain places, certain areas of Queens, and certain parts of Brooklyn, Manhattan, and um, and Staten Island, and all that other stuff, um, you know, got hit pretty hard and stuff. Yeah, it's, it was pretty bad, but you know. We survived and we're able to actually rebuild. So, you know, and, you know, that's my take on the whole inflation sucks um, theory. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're going to have people complain about um, everything that's going up in grocery stores, supermarkets and stuff like that. But but it's like uh, but it's like um, Sometimes you have to find the balance and you have to find the balance in things. It's not just it's not just um <laughs> sometimes you have to find the balance in things. It's not just, you know, be like be like, oh, everything is going up and everything. Well well guess what? It's it, no supermarket or any other particular stores, especially, you know certain stuff certain snacks and beverages and stuff like that at gas stations and stuff like that it's not going to be cheaper than the thrift stores in the soup and the flip in the fucking flea market okay that's not gonna happen okay that is not gonna happen because if that were the case if that were the case if everything was cheap then many businesses many many stores would go out of business you feel what I'm saying? I know you I know you folks out there are struggling out there. That's actually, you know, wondering why. And I actually gave a whole breakdown on what inflation is about and stuff. So in case you missed it, you are more than welcome to actually hear this again after this um recording is over. So um so yeah. Um all right, so there we there we go with that. Now we're gonna go to um our next topic right here has to do with um yeah let me yeah let me go to um let me go to the uh the prevention of the yogati shit all right double X according to double XL mag um and this took place July 16th. Following reports of the Memphis Police Department um, thwarting a potential mass shooting at his music event, Yo Gotti hopped on his Twitter account to issue a statement. Um, in a series of tweets, the rap veteran thanked his fans and artists for making his birthday bash eight such a successful event. Additionally, he thanked the MPD for their efforts in making sure consagores returned home unharmed. In quote, he said in a statement, thank you to the fans, artists, and everyone involved behind the scenes for making um, Birthday Bash 
a smooth, secure, and successful event. Gotti tweeted, we were informed of a potential threat regarding an individual seeking to harm attendees leaving birthday bash that occurred three hours after the show ended. And he continues to say, I would also like to thank the Memphis Police Department um, for their swift and provocative action in ensuring that all attendees return home safely. Yeah. Um, and um, let me see what else he says. Memphis Police stop a potential mass shooting from happening at the Yo Gotti concert after a man threatened to kill people because he and his girlfriend broke up, which is so stupid. That's stupid. That is the fucking ridiculous, stupidest idea for a Neanderthal moron fucking bastard to come up with. Are you trying to get fucking attention because you broke up with your damn girlfriend like get the fuck out of here man like you are you fucking dumb <laughs> anyway according to a report from fox 13 methods.com police arrested and charged the man for an act of terrorism on saturday morning july 20 no excuse me july 16th this is after the MPD responded to an armed mental consumer call. When officers arrived at the scene, they were confronted by the suspect, Elijah Hyman, and his girlfriend. Apparently, Hyman was distraught by was distraught because he and his girlfriend had broken up. According to the news outlet, officers were advised that since Hyman and his girlfriend's relationship was ending, that the suspect wanted to kill himself and everyone he saw leaving Yo Gotti's event, and which was held at the FedEx Forum in Memphis on Friday night, July 15th. Um, police also ended that Hyman was bleeding from his right hand as a result of being cut from a glass window inside of his apartment. Upon further inspection of Hyman's apartment, authorities discovered um, several weapons. Hyman was detailed and placed in handcuffs and taken to the hospital for an evaluation and medical treatment. Additionally, Hyman was charged with um, commission of the act of terrorism. After a three-year hiatus, Yo Gotti brought back his annual birthday bash event. This year's um, show featured artists from his CMG label and special guests. Um, Little Uzi Vert was among the performers at the concert. Birthday bash is more than just a celebration of Memphis. It's my way of showing love and, and appreciation to the city that supported me as a person. Artist and entrepreneur said Gotti in a press release. Of course, XXL reached out to the Memphis Police Department and Yo Gotti reps for comment, which obviously that didn't really that didn't really change anything. So anyway, so all right. All right. So we're gonna go to our next our next topic. Our next topic has to do oh okay. 
All right, hold on. Nuke Bizzle. Crazy ass. Okay. Nuke Bizzle, crazy ass. Okay. According to the New York Post, rapper Nuke Bizzle is, <laughs> is heading to prison for shizzle. The rapper, whose real name is Fontrell Antonio Baines, age 33, agreed to plead guilty to federal fraud and firearms charges after he bragged in a YouTube music video that he got rich by ripping off the COVID-19 unemployment fund, prosecutors announced Wednesday. He'll face a maximum of 30 years behind bars on one count of mail fraud and one count of unlawful firearm and ammunition possession when he enters his plea, guilty plea in Los Angeles court. The U.S. Attorney's Office for the Central District of California said in a, in a news release. The Memphis rapper admitted to making 92 false claims using collaborators' names that totaled $1.2 million dollars through the california unemployment excuse me california employment Depo development department the not so covert musician then made a music video for a song called um edd where he held a stack of edd envelopes that apparently contained government debit cards unemployment so sweet we had 1.5 land this week. Bane's rap in the video. Another voice adds, you got to sell cocaine. I can just file a claim. Um, oh boy. I hate this shit, man. Hold on a second. I hate these ads. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, where was I? Where was I? Where was I? Yeah, you gotta sell cocaine. I just filed a claim. Baines admitted in his plea that between July and September of 2020, he obtained unemployment insurance money allocated by the Slandemic Employment Assistance Provisions of the Federal CARES Act. He allegedly used um, addresses addresses in Beverly Hills and Korean town where he could then grab the debit cards from which he he'd later withdraw cash ah! um okay let me get rid of that right here where you can withdraw cash all right as part of his plea he agreed to forfeit $57,750 that was seized by cops when he was busted in October 2020. He was caught at the, at the Hollywood residence with a semi-automatic pistol and 14 rounds of ammo, which he was barred from possessing because of previous felony convictions, the U.S. Attorney's Office said. Baines has been in prison since his 2020 arrest prosecutor said. Ah, boy. Ah! Oh, my gosh. Yeah, his ass is hurt right now, <laughs> in prison right now for doing that shit.
That's what happens when you do some. That's what happens when you do something dumb like this, though. You dry snitched on yourself. <laughs> you dry snitched on yourself, and you brag about this shit too, man. <laughs> oh man, yo, this goes way back to the whole fucking story when uh, me and Broken Traditions was talking about how certain music artists was like basically bragging about how they, you know. How they kill their um loved ones and 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 all that other stuff. Like when 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 you hear musicians, including certain rappers who who say stuff like this, you're basically dry snitching on your damn fucking self, which makes you a fucking a fucking Neanderthal moron bastard. Okay, there I said it. I said it. I don't care. Like. I gotta call the gotta call shit out for what it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> like seriously, man. That, that's 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 some fucked up shit, though, man. Like, really, yo, man. <laughs> yeah, you ripping off people, Matt. Matt, crazy though, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was another story I wanted to talk about in regards to actually gas and shit. And this is pertaining to the gas prices in New Jersey. I wanted to get into that as well, actually. So let's get into that um, as well. So um, let's go to, um, let me see, let me see. I want to go to the most recent one. Let's go to the, mo- the, the most recent one. Um, let me see, let me see, let me see. All right, so um, all right, three days ago. Let me let's take a look at this, man, because this is this is very important, man, for you folks out there that need to understand. So, this is according to um, New Jersey ten fifteen. All right. Gas prices have paused their month-long decline in New Jersey and could be set to rise again at $4.39 a gallon for regular prices have dropped $0.06 cents per gallon over the last week and nearly $0.60 cents per gallon in a month, according to AAA. Gas prices peaked on June 13, 2022 at $5.05 per gallon for regular. Um, There's, okay, the price of gasoline are holding stead, steady in New Jersey after dropping one to three cents per gallon each day for over a month. Um, current average, four out. Current average is like what four dollars and wait four point three ninety two. Damn man. Anyway, I'm not gonna read the damn chart. You can look at it yourself. So I'm not gonna do that. So demand for fuel is rising with the summer driving season, and the cost of oil is also rising again, adding to concern. Concerns prices could start rising again as we head towards the fall. An analyst, Patrick DeHaan, with GasBuddy.com notes demand for gasoline reached the highest level of 2022 last week. Um, the high cost of fuel 
is one of the factors driving four-decade high inflation. The cost of transporting goods remains high, and and that cost is passed to consumers. Um, efforts by President Joe Biden to reduce gasoline prices have been largely ineffective. Um, Biden had been asking Congress to suspend the 18 cent per gallon federal fuel tax, but lawmakers have have yet to act. The Biden administration also urged the nation's governors to suspend their state gas taxes at least through September, but few have done so. In New Jersey, Governor Phil Murphy says suspending the state gas tax was not in consideration and other efforts to bring down costs um to bring down cost for drivers have stalled in the legislature um as prices started to fall there seemed to be less urgency to take legislative action hold on one second um shout outs to what is it move moves tick right here thank you for joining um, all right. <clears throat> Let's see. Yes, as prices start to fall, there seems to be less urgency to take less legislative action. If prices start rising again, it could reunite the debate over gasoline costs. Um, let's see. Uh shit. Um, let's see. Now I want to take a look at um. Want to take a look at uh. Let's see. Let's see if I can take a look at Connecticut. Um, if I could, if we could find. This was uh, most recent actually. Something more recent. So. Recent. Yeah, New Jerseyans. Ah, uh, shit. See, let me see. Um. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's take a look at Connecticut gas prices. Let's take a look at Connecticut. Um, let's take a look at, at Connecticut. Hold on a minute here. Some news and stuff. I actually saw this. Actually, I actually saw this. Um. All right. So this is um. This is from CT News Junkie, the website. Um, the lowest price for a gallon of regular unleaded gasoline. Um, has dropped to three dollars and eighty-seven cents on Sunday in Connecticut, according to user-generated data by GasBuddy.com. That price was available Sunday at three locations. Of course, you have Roadrunner Sitco, um, located at seventeen Windsor Avenue, um, F. L. Roberts. 140 Western Street, Hartford, Connecticut, and Sunmart 
104 Main Street, Willie Mantic. Now you have, uh, <laughs> yeah, so so for Sitka Royal Runners is on um, $3.87. Same goes with FL Roberts and Sunmark, all $3.87, which is crazy. But the prices, the priciest gallon of gas in Connecticut on Sunday was in Wilton, according to Gas Buddy users, $4.99, which is close to $5 at the Shell Station at 912 Danbury Road. Earlier this month, Amy um, Parmentor, a spokesperson for AAA Greater Hartford, said that there was still plenty of room for the price to continue moving downward and that AAA was predicting that it would do so provided that there are no new geopolitical disruptions or weather events such as a hurricane that shuts down American refineries on the coast of the Gulf of Mexico. How did we get here, you ask? Crude oil prices jumped following the Russian invasion of Ukraine on February 24th, obviously by the idiot Vladimir Putin. Um, crude oil um, WTI was $92.81 per barrel on February 24th, according to various tracking services. But by March 8th, it had raced up to $123.70 before a bumpy but generally downward ride to $99.76 on May 10th. But on May 10th, with the Russian invasion still well underway, the European Union announced that it would ban Russian oil exports with the next within the next six months. Russia provides about 10% of the world's crude oil. So the EU's announcement sent the price of crude oil back up, peaking at um $122.11 on June 8th. The price since has since dropped to $95.09 per barrel at the market's close on Friday, July 22nd. During the period, gasoline prices spiked around the world, including a new record average price per gallon here in the U.S. of $5.16 on June 14th. Connecticut's average on the same date was also the highest ever at $4.984, I guess. Um, However, demand for gasoline in the U.S. has been dropping off, accelerating the decrease in gas prices. Last week, the national average for a gallon of regular gasoline fell by $0.08. to $4.44. Connecticut's average price today is $4.395 per gallon. That's crazy, man. This is the craziest shit that I ever heard, man. Um, 
Um, yeah, this is crazy, man. All right, so um, you want to learn more about this, you can go to the website, ctnewsjunkie.com slash 2022 slash um, 07 24 gas prices continue to drop in Connecticut um, as far as anything goes, actually. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, now we go to New York. Now we go to New York. Now we go to New York. Okay, so since July 25th, most recent. Okay, New York City gasoline prices, litra. Gasoline prices per, lit, per liter, um, obtained 95. We show prices for New York City from April, from April 18, 2022 to July 25th. 2022 the average value for new york city during that period was 1.34 us dollar with a minimum of 1.3 no 1.23 excuse me us dollar on april 18 2022 and a maximum of 1.47 us dollar on june 20th 2022 for comparison the average price of gasoline in the world for this period is two point zero three us dollar use the drop menu to see the prices and stuff so of course um new york city the data for the country and other countries in the in our database uh are obtained by official government sources uh, regulatory agencies, petroleum companies, and major media sources. We update the data uh, every week. So all fuels, download fuel price data, download, blah, blah, blah. I'm not even going to get into all that. All right, so we're going to go and I want to get more information out of this, actually. So let's just take a look at this. So weekly average motor gasoline prices. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So, um, so notes about the content of this page. Okay, last updated, um, August the second of this year. So, all right, let's see. So, latest surveyed regular grade motor gasoline prices. So, this is the region. The region is New York statewide. It's a uh, 435.9 um, cents per gallon, which is the price. Upstate New York, 450.5. Downstate New York, 420.1. New York City metropolitan area, 426.3. Um, New, New York statewide, oh shit. So, Okay, four thirty-five point nine. Um, price cents per gallon. Um, and July twenty-fifth, forty-four four forty-four point one. 
July 18th, 453.6. July 11th, 464.0. Fourth of July, 475.7. Um, um, yeah, and J- June 27th, 482.7. June 20th, 488.4. June 13th, 493.8. So these things are just going up and down and stuff. So that's just the breakdown of the most recent. And this is just beyond crazy um, with all this. This is just crazy. I'm not even going to get into all this. And for upstate New York, 450.5, um, which is which is uh, um, August 1st, 454.5 um, July 25th. July 18th, 465.1. June, no, excuse me, July 11th, um, 472.7. 4th of July, 483.4. June 27th, 487.2. June 20th, 491.6. June 13th, 492.4. And June 6th, 473.0. So this is just the most recent, most recent. And downstate New York, of course, includes New York City, Long Island, Rockland County, Westchester County, Putnam County. So um, August 1st, 420.1, which is the price cents per gallon. Of July 25th, 432.8. July 18th, 441.1. Um, July 11th, 454.6. 4th of July, 467.5. June 27th, 477.8. June 20th, 485.0. Um, June 13th, 495.2. And, of course, uh, June 6th, 480.7. Um, all right, so all right, the New York City metropolitan area. Okay. Um August 1st, 426.2, July 25th, 436.5, July 18th, 447.5, July 11th, 460.3, 4th of July, 472.2, June 27th. 482.9 June 20th 489.7 June 13th 498.3 June 6th 487.9 All right Now you could you could look at this chart at www.nyserter.ny.com dot gov slash researchers and policy makers energy prices and stuff you want to learn more about this um again www.nyserter.ny.gov slash researchers and policy makers and energy prices so you can get a better understanding on why um these gas prices is going up which is part of the inflation episode inflation sucks um so yeah there you go right there um all right all right so 
All right, so we got another topic that we could talk about here, though, man. Um, we got to talk Dykeman Street. Most recently happened recently, um, last month, which is July 19th. Um, this is according to Curve.com. Now, the rain was heavy on Monday. And the scene at Dykeman Street was familiar. A rush of water pouring into a subway station from the ceiling and flooding the tracks. And we saw some of the worst of it. And and a train service north of 181st Street was suspended overnight. Um... Now, a woman captured the view on her nearby block. The, the rain swallowed her stoop as cars slowly rolled by, their tires submerged. <coughs> In Washington Heights, the, the cascading stream down the steps at 157th Street and Broadway looked almost beautiful, like a subterranean waterfall. The spectacle used to feel shocking now it's more of a genre new york seems to have decided that the floods won oh boy oh boy last summer's hurricane ida killed 11 people in the basement apartments and shut down every subway line requiring rider evacuations officials at the time made somber speeches about urgency and a need to make the city more climate resilient mother nature um is not going to wait for us to build out a 20-year plan eric adams then democrat mayor nominee said at the time those speeches and recommendations um Sounded like a sounded a lot like what happened after Superstorm, aka Hurricane Sandy, which shut down the trains for several days in 2012. These were different weather events. Sandy caused a huge coastal surge, whereas Ida brought torrential flash floods, but they both overwhelmed the city and especially its transit system. Experts warned that we would only continue to see storms with more extreme rainfall absent radical intervention the drama of, of a city transformed by water would dull into something more routine more, one told gizmodo that fixing subway flooding would require addressing built infrastructure as a whole and that solutions would amount to a systemic transformation of the landscape end quote reducing paved surfaces planting trees daylighting underground streams creating more parks and green roofs it's the kind of thing that requires cooperation from federal state and city governments and a staggering amount of funding the changes we've seen have been more modest as um gizmodo noted in the years since sandy the mca has installed flex gates and drainage systems the city spent five billion dollars on sandy related recovery and resilience projects yeah um the adams um administration just announced the completion of a sewage 
project began begun by the de Blasio administration to alleviate flooding in Queens. Climate change is accelerating, not slowing down, but our ability to um, retrofit a city that's built out like New York takes a long time. Timon McPherson, director of the Urban Systems Lab at the New School, told PopSci last fall. A regional plan association analysis from last July found that 20% of subway station entrances could be swamped during extreme rains. Many more drainage systems need to be upgraded. The same goes for the ventilation. Meanwhile, the loose subways are beginning to feel more like the norm. Um, witnessing the flooded transit system last year, even even before Ida hit, felt like an out-of-body experience. Uh, videos went viral of people hopping through stations and garbage bags used like potato sacks. The novelty is fading for commuters who have to plan their travel accordingly. Um, earlier this month, um, Eric Adams introduced a flood plan that includes handing out inflatable dams for um, people to set up around their houses. The administration's um, approach to climate disaster is two-pronged. There's what the city is willing to do, and then there's what it's saying you should do for its for yourself. Um, of course, we all have a role to play. The administration informs us when it comes to getting around that role. Also, now includes wading through hip deep water on your way to work and maybe filming it. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's really crazy. <sighs> yeah, they really. I feel they need to really. They need to really um think of something. They need to really think of something to actually prevent any more um any more floods in the stations and stuff like you know water and stuff. So anyway, man. Um. All right. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. David A. Prick. Hold on, David A. Prick. I get a chance to talk about this guy yesterday. Um, due to time constraints. All right. Actually, no, no, not David A. Prick, but this is David Dorbrick. I'm sorry. Um. Okay. So David Dorbrick. Um should never been behind the controls of a massive ex cavit hold on a second ex excavator excavator used in a social media stunt gone wrong so says a youtuber now suing the influencer saying he suffered serious injuries as a result of david's actions In the lawsuit obtained by TNZ, former Vlog Squad member Jeff um, Wittek says he he traveled to Utah Lake in Provo, Utah, in the summer of 2020 with David and a group of friends to shoot video as part of Doorbrick's social media comeback. 
with Texas, the plan for one video was to use an excavator operated by Dorbit, Dorbrick and plant it in the water to swing people around with a rope while riding various objects, including wakeboards. However, Wittek claims Dorbrick then suggested people get swung around by the machine that that he was operating by only holding the rope and without objects. Wittek says when it come when it was his turn, David started to swing him around too quickly. The docs claimed Dorbrick noticed he was moving the excavator too fast and slowed down abruptly, causing Wittek to slam into the side of the excavator and causing him serious injury. Um, while he doesn't list the specifics of his injuries in the lawsuit, Wittek has pre- previously discussed what happened that day, saying he almost died, breaking his foot, hip, tearing a ligament in his leg, and shattering his skull in nine places. He also says he almost lost an eye. Wittek says as a result of the accident he suffered um wage loss loss of earning capacity and racked up hospital bills he's suing for general negligence and intentional tort he's suing for more than 10 million dollars in damages don't try this at home folks man don't do what he did Seriously, man, leave that to the fucking jackass motherfuckers, okay? <laughs> That's all I gotta say on that one, man. <laughs> oh man. Oh my goodness, man. <laughs> um, let's see, man. All right, what else we got to talk about here? Oh yeah, Charlemagne the God, and then the Korean idiot. Um. All right, so right, right, right. Um, let's go to the thing. All right, here we go. Here we go. Um, all right, so this is according to the source website. Um, Charlemagne the God has returned to Comedy Central for the second season of his late night show after a successful run as The God's Honest Truth. Uh, Charlemagne's show will return with, in a new presentation under the new under the name Hell of a Week. Um, okay. Don't know why my shit is fucking freezing up though. Hold on. Give me one second. Right in the show, second season, Charlemagne adds a new executive producer in Josh Lee to a crew that featured Stephen Colbert, showrunner Rachel Edwards, Aaron Magruder, Karen Kinney, James Dixon, and Norm um, Alajim. The series will have more of a panel, and in the first episode, Charlemagne was joined by. 
Andrew Schultz from Brilliant Idiots Podcast, Keenan Thompson, Coleman Hughes, and Liz Smith. Ahead of the show's launch, Charlemagne the guy spoke with the source about changes fans will see in the show's second season. Um, let's see. Um, so the source, of course, um, he he did an interview with the source. So, um, we are heading we're heading season two of the late night show, but we have a name change. What sparked the transition from the God's Honest Truth to Hell of a Week? Well, you know, and he states, well, you know, the beauty of the business that we're in is it's all it's always constant research being done. You know, we found out that the God's Honest Truth, the God's Honest Truth, didn't necessarily read like a talk show. If you didn't necessarily know who I was and knew to play on the words, you wouldn't get that. The God's honest truth, you know, that is my truth. And that is how I feel about things. But hell of a week, not only does it read like a weekly talk show, but it feels like something everybody can relate to. Because you, you probably said that last week, boy, it was a hell of a week. So it's just something that I feel like more people can embrace. And... As the interviewer, um, interviewer asked some questions, one of the questions was being asked is, um, was there a level of attachment with that name change for you? You take projects as your baby, and then for that to be your late night intro, was there any battling inside your mind wondering if this is the right move for you to do, even though it makes more sense in a data-driven process. Um, always, that's just natural, especially when you come up with something. You want, you wonder, am I not good? Was that not good enough? So yes, you always do. But you know, you just got to realize that things are bigger than you. And you got to take a step back from yourself and realize that's why they hired the people they hired to do this research. The first season we had success, which is why we're getting a second season. But I want a hit show, like a hit, hit show, an undeniable hit show. I want to show that, that people are watching. I want to show that it's getting the right messaging out there. I want to show that People are entertained and edu educated by the first season, but now we've worked out these one or two kinks here and there. I think we will hit the ground running this with season two and make more of a splash than in season one. This title change comes also comes with a new format. Listening to brilliant idiots, I get a small understanding of what to expect in this transition, but what, what will fans see in this season? What I tried to do in the first season was a lot of heavy lifting, man. I was communicating these big, broad topics like critical race theory. I was delivering them, but it was through the lens of me. I think this new show is about community, which is what I like to do. When you hear me on The Breakfast Club, it's me, me, Envy, and Angela. 
and it's us with the with the guests. You hear me on Brilliant Idiots, and it's me and Andrew Schultz. I feel like that's where I'm my best when I'm sitting around kicking it with people who can um, elevate whatever conversation that we're having. Andrew is actually on the first episode. I told him I need you to shoot because of two things. Number one, everybody knows how critical Andrew's been about Comedy Central. And number two, I want Andrew to be Andrew. I don't want anybody to feel like we're, we've all come too far to be feeling restricted by any platform. I know that's one of one reason why a lot of people don't even like to do these kind of shows anymore. People would rather have their social media go on their stage or podcast so they can express themselves unapologetically. I want everybody on the show to feel comfortable enough to let it fly. Um, okay, so um, using Andrew as an example, coming into with into this with someone who may not have the best history with Comedy Central, and that's your partner. How do you make sure you create the synergy for those shows to be created with possibly two contrast two contrasting entities? I don't think it's a conversation to be had because I don't think I don't even know if Comedy Central has heard what Andrew said. <laughs> I know what Andrew has said, but guess what? A lot of the criticism probably was fair. It wasn't like just OD slander for no reason. It was fair criticism from a comedian's perspective, and comedians grew up on Comedy Central. We grew up on Comedy Central with certain things, like I watched Chappelle's show. I watched Key and Peele here and there. I love The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, but there's a certain thing we expect from Comedy Central, and I guess a lot of comedians felt like at some point that thing wasn't there. I hope to be a part of the individuals helping to bring that thing back. And I think that thing is just a little old, old fashioned comedy, good old fashioned observations of the world. I'm not a comedian per se, but I'm pretty good at making observations of the world. I'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of comedians have to be able to catch something on the fly, be able to move around and make a joke out of thin air you mentioned having to be ready to shoot but for you um coming into this especially with a new format how do you like mentally prepare for, for the show i'm mentally preparing preparing by being more loose i think i put too much pressure on myself in the first season i put too much pressure on myself like having haven't been doing this for 20 plus years I put pressure on myself because even though I've had talk shows in Charlemagne and Friends and on Common Sense, that did well for MTV2. When I looked at those platforms, I was really training for a big opportunity like this. And that's what literally what it was like. God blessed me with those other two opportunities to put me in a, in a position to have an opportunity like this when you have your name on the show. I didn't feel that pressure with Uncommon Sense. And maybe because I was just younger and didn't have as many responsibilities as I have now. It was fun. 
we had these Seuss and Mero on Uncommon Sense. They had a segment on my show called Classic or Trash. I have somebody like Zuri Hall who is now on American Ninja Warrior. I had Carlos Miller, Chico Bean, and DC Young Fly. I remember Viacom told me nobody understands DC Young Fly, and now they can't get enough of him. We had Cardi B on that show early on. It felt looser. So I didn't have the pressure. The first season of, the sh- of this show felt like a lot of pressure because I wanted this to be successful. Still, I'm approaching this season much looser because if because if it's one thing God has consistently shown me everything is going to be it's is going to be okay and everything works out the way it's supposed to. Um okay, um have you ever thought about yourself as the Gucci Mane of finding comedic talent? <laughs> you find, uh, you know, he finds everybody and the names you just named are big. <laughs> That's a black reference. <laughs> That's a reference only black people from a particular club get. You know, I never, I've never thought of that, but no. I know what you mean, because Gucci, I respect him for that. I respect anybody who does that, because coming up, man, I was always heard these stories of people that were selfish and didn't want to share the stage, didn't want to share the spotlight, didn't want to share the pla- that, fla- that platform. Um, the people that I always thought were super dope were the people who had their stars and poured into everybody. My four inspirations in entertainment are Petey Green, God bless the dead, and amazing radio personality, Arsenio Hall, Jay-Z, and Clarence Avant. Petey was just a servant of the people like he was. If you ever watched the movie Talk to Me with Don Cheadle and Taraji P. Henson, Don Cheadle plays Petey Green. He was just a servant of the people that was his thing he opened his platform to the community he opened his platform to the people so much that when the riots broke out after the assassination of dr martin luther king jr they had to put him on air because he was the only one who could talk to the community then a senior hall if you ever watch his old late night talk show man there's nobody that puts more black creators on television. First time you, you saw the cast of Living Single or Wu-Tang as a collective was there. They weren't getting those looks on the shows that were on NBC or and anywhere, anybody else at, that, at the time. Jay-Z, I think his track record speaks for itself. Look at all the different people that he had poured into. And Clarence Avant is the godfather, you know, country boy from North Carolina. I'm from South Carolina. But that young man went to Hollywood and did great. If you watch The Black Godfather on Netflix, you see how he's had his hand in everything from Hollywood to the music industry to politics. I admire people like that. I don't know if I said this before, but if what I'm doing only sees me it's not big enough you are bringing together all types of people professions and more for this show to find solutions 
why do you think to this point people have not zoned in on finding solutions but instead just discussing the problems because the problems make for better television chris rock had that joke back in the day i think it was a joke about disease and he was like the money's not in the cure the money is in the treatment it's the same thing with this it's like if we get to the solutions then that takes away from all the time we could spend talking about problems and the problems cause conflict and it causes viral moments but, but man i want to get the solution get to solutions because the reality of the situation is there's no problem that america has that's going to be solved in 30 minutes on a tv show so we will never run out of problems to try to solve too many questions are being asked on television instead of people making actual statements everybody is asking should donald trump go to jail for the january 6th insurrection i'm like what do you mean should he if you've been watching they already said they got more than enough to charge him if there's any question that should be asked it's what the hell is the doj department of justice doing what is the doj waiting for in bringing charges that should be the question and of course you can check out hell of a week with charlamagne the god which um yeah hell of a week with charlamagne the god which airs thursdays on comedy central at 11 30 p.m and 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 for those of you in different states, check your local listings, Paramount Plus, or on Comedy Central Online. All right, man. I, I need to make some noise for, um, let's make some noise for Charlamagne the God and having a season two of his new show called Hell of a Week, man. I didn't know it came out, so um, I may end up checking it out. So we'll, we'll see. I'm going to try to check it out. So let me make some noise. And our last topic of the night has to do with a Korean actor who, who, <laughs> this has to be, oh man, a Korean actor. Um, yeah, we're gonna talk about this Korean actor, man. This is this is the this is far the the worst idea that I ever heard in my life, though. Um, all right, so. <laughs> oh shit so what we have here is a korean actor um actually from last month actually k-drama idol lee min ho has pulled fun at himself after he failed um diving attempt at a swimming pool that's crazy man i don't know why but don't try this at home man you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> oh man, don't try this shit at home, man. You know what I mean? The 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 pit the Pachinko um star posted on social media on Monday, um July fourth, a video and several videos of himself trying to dive from a diving board as he wrote jokingly in Korean, "I have mastered um diving this this summer." 
<laughs> okay. In the video, Lee H35 was seen running on the diving board as he attempted to dive before getting his timing wrong and jumping face down into the water instead. <laughs> oh, shit. The actor <laughs> who has starred in TV series such as Boys Over Flowers 2009 and The King Eternal Monarch 2020 then shared two photos of himself on social media as he wrote exhausted both posts have received more than 2.8 million likes respectively as of tuesday afternoon on saturday raised on fans expectations of his upcoming series ask the stars when he posted on social media several 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 um weffies <laughs> Wefies with the, his co-star actress Gong Hyo Jin. <laughs> he captioned the photos on Gong Vili and Dr. Gong. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gong Vili is the nickname of Gong, while Dr. Gong refers to the the gynecologist <laughs> and space tour tourist played by Lee in Ask the Stars, a romantic drama which follows the, the faithful <laughs> encounter of space tourists and an astronaut, played by Gong, on the space station. The post has received more than 3.9 million likes as of Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> the, the Strengths Times Asian News Network. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh my gosh man that yeah that that that's funny right there man and you know i would not recommend anybody to to try this at home or any other um swim swimming pool spots whatsoever so um let's see I think I'm gonna wrap this up right now, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, let me. I think I'm gonna wrap this up right now, man. In a in a bowl right there. So listen, um, listen. This has been a great episode 171. Um, and and for the most part, um, I will. Actually, say I am going to go into a last segment of the night. The last segment of the night is as you can. That's not that's not the button right here. I'm sorry about that. Now, this is called stream choices on the go right here. And listen. Um, before I get to the social media platforms, um, if you if you if you like to show some love and support, you can you can make a charitable donation to my Cash App, which is dollar sign G Money Stacks five fifty five. That's dollar sign capital G lowercase M O N E Y capital S lowercase T A C K Z five fifty five on there. Um, you can donate whatever amount of money you are comfortable with. Um, to donate will be appreciated. So um there you go. And also in in 
another way you can show some love is by following Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast on Facebook and Instagram alongside with the Sports Edition show. Excellent, fun, vibrant podcast and meticulous vibe juice podcast, the review show. Um, and of course, myself is the is is the um gram primary is G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Right there, you can actually um you can actually um turn on your notifications for um updates and details and, and stuff as far as like uh, when the episodes are going to be dropped on streaming platforms which i will get to which i will get to right now um the streaming platforms if you go to the link in bio um you're gonna see um a whole list of audio streaming platforms that i'm going to mention to you make sure you follow the audio streaming platforms and like I said, um, the audio episodes will be posted Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, all right? That's Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. That's when the episodes are going to be dropping, all right? So there you go right there. Um, and, uh, yeah. And um, you can leave a voice message on Anchor, on anchor.fm slash gmoneystacks. In the link in bio, where you can actually leave me your your questions, your thoughts, and talks on what you thought about the episodes, um, how you feel about the inflation crisis, which is which is the episode of inflation sucks, um, and um, and whatever comments you want to put on there, that's. Whatever it is, you can leave that. You can leave that in the voice message. Another way you can do that, you can leave a comment in um, the Instagram live feed, or you can do it in the YouTube section right there. So, um, so um, here we go. Um, like I said, Anchor. We are on Audacity, Audible, Audio Burst, Amazon Music, Breaker, Cashbox FM, Deezer. Listen Notes, Moon FM Podcast, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Pod Bay, Pod Friend, Pod Polo, Podorama, Podcast Index, Podcast Addict, Pod Chaser, Podverse, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and you can also um, give a five-star rating to Pod Chaser alongside with... Um, pod friend and spotify and you can also you can also you can also um listen to off the meat rack chains new york podcast on radio public iHeartRadio, the number one f of music radio and podcast and make sure you follow my other two podcast shows um the sports edition show, excellent, fun, vibrant podcast, and meticulous vibe juice podcast review show, which is also on iHeartRadio as well. And yes, last but not least, the YouTube. 
make sure you grab that subscribe button on the youtube channel page g money stacks 555 where you can see the new york podcast episodes already uploaded and posted to the youtube channel page and also tap that noni noni bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in the every live stream more video content upcoming episodes and previous episodes leave a like and a comment along with the episodes and topics that was being discussed and of course share the videos share the episodes download these episodes make sure you listen stream share make sure you tell a friend to another friend spread the word and watch these watch the episodes so in case you miss any of them new and previously all of it's going to be there on the youtube channel page right there so don't worry everything's all there it's all good folks <laughs> it's all good um and and of course don't forget to share the podcast with your husbands wives boyfriends girlfriends friends including the people that you are cool with from work and and the ones that's morally supporting you with your career and stuff so whether it's radio personality whether it's podcasting whether it's um whatever career field it is though man you know what i'm saying so there you go right there folks um like i always say at the end of the show the grind does not stop hard work pays off there is no shortcuts and um and and you just have to find whatever skill and whatever career field that you're trying to get into or whatever um it's also important to be confident um consistency is key um of course you know be on your p's and q's at all times and of course you know find something that makes you happy mentally physically and spiritually and of course of course find something that gets you into your zone and you know it's important to to be able to stay in your zone all right the more you do that, the more you're going to gain success, whether you're creating content on a YouTube channel page, um, audio streaming platforms, um, as far as relevance and stuff like that. That's what really matters here, though, man. Don't worry about pleasing other people. Don't worry about that. The only person you got to worry about is pleasing yourself. All right. So, boom. There you fucking go, folks. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you very much for rocking with me on episode 171 titled Inflation Sucks. Um, if you miss any previous episodes whatsoever, everything is all there on every streaming platforms. As I mentioned, the link tree slash G Money Stacks 555 with all the listings of audio streaming platforms. Of course, make sure you leave a five-star rating. Make sure you um, try to catch up. Because there's a chance I may end up getting you as a guest co-host in the near future. So you never know. So um, be sure to be ready for that. And whatever um, schedule you are able to, to come on 
the live stream i will leave i will actually send you a a invite link to the stream yard um live stream feed so you could be able to um chat with me on topics and stuff like that and whatever projects and stuff you want to talk about the floor is yours all right i'm out of here i'm off this shit i'll see you guys next time see you folks next time in the next episode um peace and one love be careful out there stay liquid and be careful out there don't let anybody stop you from smiling and and have a, and have yourselves a good night folks <laughs>